0: It's not too late to get day-old chicks, ducklings, or six-week-old chickens from our favorite hatchery, My Pet Chicken.
1: Go to mypetchicken.com slash farm to check out their inventory. And while you're there, check out some of the scary good deals on all the chicken-keeping supplies you'll need to keep your flock members happy and
0: healthy. So go pick chicks over tricks and treat yourself this Halloween with a few more feathered friends. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. I hear ice over there. What are you drinking today? So, I'm asking for a friend.
1: (laughs) Is it damaging to your children to mix drinks at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a school day? (laughs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) You know, I'm probably not the best person to ask that question to, but I'll just say
0: no if that helps you.
1: (laughs) It does. It helps me immensely. Okay, good. So I made myself an old-fashioned today.
0: Ooh, fancy.
1: Yeah, and it's the first one I've made. My husband usually makes them.
0: I think I did a pretty good job. I'm a
1: fan. Nice. So
0: what are you drinking over there? Today, I am having a Tandem Ciders The Green Man. And it is a hard mm. apple cider. And it is inspired by the carvings of the Roman baths in the hearth, heart of English Cider Country Bath, England. This adventurous blend of it of Rhode Island greenings creates a subtly sweet cider that'll leave you anything but stone faced. Hmm.
1: Yes. Sounds delicious. So our drink peep this episode is Elizabeth Steves, which is at Steel 2 over
0: on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. And now it's time for our favorite time of the month, the Henny and Rue Corner. Yay. So we got our October Henny and Rue boxes. And for those of you that are new around here, Henny and Rue is a monthly subscription box for chicken keepers. Um, And each month we decide to do a verbal unboxing of what we got and talk about some of the favorite things in the box. So Bev, I think I know the answer, but what was your favorite item from this month's box? So my favorite item was probably your favorite item. Yeah. (laughs) I guess you can just spill the veins on what our favorite thing is. (laughs) Okay.
1: So our favorite thing is the handmade salted caramels from Little Red Hen Company. They're absolutely delicious they are so so good if you haven't gotten to have these caramels yet you have to go get some like now
0: (laughs) yeah i tried to go on their website though and it doesn't look like it's working so it's kind of like a cruel joke because i was like you know what these are so good i need to like buy them as christmas gifts And I couldn't navigate their website. Like, it was like a broken link situation, so I don't know if it's fixed. Um, So you guys can go to littleredhencandy.com to see if it works for you. Um, I ate all four caramels in 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, they're that good. (laughs) I inhaled them. Usually I'm pretty good about, like, savoring them. Um, I'd take like one of them and eat it and hide the other ones in the cabinet. But this time I just had them on my desk and it was a stressful day. So I ate all four at once. <laughs> no <Nice>. regrets. None. <laughs> and there shouldn't be because they're delicious. Yes.
1: So we also got a poultry first aid kit uh, from Green Goo. Uh and it's actually really awesome. It's got a ton of stuff in it. It's got like some bug spray, poultry wash, respiratory care stuff, and an animal first aid like salve tin. And fun fact, I actually use that salve on Tonks' teats when I milk. Oh, nice! Yeah, so it's it's some pretty handy stuff.
0: We also got flock party corn and mealworm snack mix um, by Mana Pro. And that's always a good thing to have on hand to keep your chickens happy and distracted while you're trying to get chores done. I literally bribe mine with treats to leave me alone. Otherwise, they follow me around while I do chores, especially if their feeder is empty. So yep. any kind of treat is good to like keep them distracted.
1: Especially when you have as many as you do. You can it, easily be yeah. overrun by them. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> We also got a uh, issue
0: of the Chicken Whisperer magazine. And a Durivet layer boost with Omega-3, which is always handy to have, especially in our smaller coops. It's easy to just kind of dump it in there. Uh, We also got a Happy Fall Y'all
1: sipper sleeve, and I was like, what on earth is this thing? But (laughs) I double-checked,
0: and it fits on a beer can. So it's super cool. At first, I totally thought it was a wristband. (laughs) <laughs> um to, for like sweat and I'm like gosh it's fall I guess some people sweat and fall I guess sometimes I sweat if I wear too many layers but no it's to keep your drink happy yeah <laughs> <laughs> one moment you got to read the insert card when you get your Henny and Rue box <laughs> sometimes. yeah sometimes
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh every box comes with a nesting box pad uh so it's like green packaging which is super cool you can put it in your nesting boxes and keep your eggs clean and comfy uh and every box has one of
0: those yeah so if you guys are new to honey and Roo, you can go to honeyandrue.com and use code drink and farm to get 10 percent off your first box
1: okay now it's time to dive into our
0: episode Woohoo! and it's time to talk about everybody's favorite time of year on the farm Winter. I mean, that might actually be some people's favorite time on the farm. Like, look, I enjoy the first snow. But beyond that, I could I could do without.
1: <laughs> uh, so I like all the snow. I'll take all the snow. I think that that's totally cool. But, like, the cold fingers while you're unlatching gates and, like, Hiking through the snow, holding hay and straw mm-hmm. and cleaning things is actually really hard. And I have not figured out how to layer up in the winter properly yet. I'm either too cold or too hot while I'm out there. Uh. So <laughs> maybe that'll help if I can figure that out this yeah, year. This is only go. like year
0: four of my winter like life, mm-hmm. so <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've had a little bit more practice, but I still don't think I'm very good at it. If I'm being honest. So, you know. It's hard. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So we're going to talk about the things that we're doing this year to prep for winter. Some of it will be repeats from things that we have done in the past. Some of it will be new, but we've got some other episodes all about winterization from past years, and we'll link to those in the show notes so that you can listen to those too if this is your first or second or even like 10th winter on the farm and you're just looking for ideas on what you can do to keep your animals healthy and happy and comfortable.
0: Exactly. Like that, You're always going to find things that'll make your life easier and um we're hoping to help some people out today by sharing what we're doing so Bev do you want to go first and share some of your highlights for this winter
1: yes so I just put down a few highlights of things that we're doing differently and the number one thing that we managed to get done and I feel like there should have been like fanfare and celebration and confetti and stuff. <laughs> because it's something that's been on our list for forever, but we actually put a roof on one of the chicken runs for our old chicken coop. So now yeah. both chicken coops have roofs, so they can be snow-free in the (laughs) wintertime. That's a really big deal. It is. I feel like that's the project that we both joked about, like, over and over again when we're trying to figure out, like, how to get farm projects done, and we're like, this is the thing we'll, like, never get done. (laughs) (laughs) And I did it. Actually, my husband did it. I can't take credit for it. I don't know why I'm celebrating like I did it, but...
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm sure you were there for at least moral support and making sure you didn't, like, kill himself or anything like that. That's important.
1: Yes, I picked the roofing material and I held a lot of things and I put in a lot of yeah. screws too. So I know how there to use go. an impact driver. So I helped. I did yeah. help. There you go. So part of that run renovation was we are still renovating the old chicken coop. And one of the things that we actually finished was we put up all the walls on the inside of the chicken coop. And what's going to be really helpful with that is that's going to really reduce drafts because drafts are what kind of can cause frostbite on your chickens that have the larger combs and wattles, And then I'm also gonna hang a sweeter heater over the roost bar um, just in case to help prevent frostbite because every year we've had frostbite, oncombs and waddles despite like some of the best practice things that i've tried to do to reduce that and i think some of it had to do with the drafts and also just the humidity is really high here even in the winter it's drier but it's a really wet winter like we always have tons of rain so the day there will be rain and everyone will get wet and then at night it gets down to like 15 degrees so nobody's dry and warm enough and then we end up with frostbite issues so um we are gonna hang a sweeter heater and we're gonna put that over the roost bar and the sweeter heater is just gonna help like keep the keep them warm enough that things like frostbite don't happen because if you can keep your birds more comfortable like obviously you want to be able to do that. And I'm not worried about power outages with having a little bit of heat um, because we have a generator, but also sweeter heaters have a heat that's so mild that it doesn't really like shock them when they go from being under the heater and then out into the area of the coop where it's not warmer. So if you don't have a generator and you want to use a sweeter heater, you don't really need to be concerned about that. Because it doesn't like heat the whole coop, it just warms them like right underneath right. it where they're standing. So, right, it's so handy. It is. It's super handy. And something else that's really nice about having the sweeter heater in the coop during the winter time is warmer chickens might lay a few more eggs, especially if you put a light in your coop during the winter time. And we do. Spoiler alert: we like the coop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a simple strand of LED holiday lights it's on a timer it's really mild it's not like a super high like glaring light or anything Um, but it does seem to keep them laying all through the winter so we're gonna keep doing it Uh, and it actually serves two purposes. I need to be able to see what I'm doing when I'm out there at five o'clock, and <laughs> I am not lying when I say that it will be dark here at five o'clock in the evening in January.
0: <laughs> well, I think it will be actually probably right after a Halloween because we have daylight saving time. Oh, that's on right. November first, and that's when it's like really like ah crap, and then yeah. it just gets worse until you hit the winter. The winter. other winter solstice. Yes, and then it starts. You know, you start growing hope, oh, slowly over time. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's getting dark at six forty-five here right now, and I'm like, Ugh.
1: yeah. So it's gonna be five forty-five soon, and even yep. sooner than that. And it's like, how do you like finish a full day of work and then go outside and do chores in the dark?
0: <laughs> it's not fun. That's why they invented headlamps. But I yes. also don't like doing that either.
1: Yeah, no, I always tend to blind animals and whoever is helping me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So we set the timer to turn the light on at 6 a.m. and then it turns off at 8 p.m. So their coop, even on like cloudy days, just stays, you know, like light enough for them to be able to see what they can, what they're doing and whatnot. So... Uh, and then we also use a heated dog bowl for the waterers in the wintertime in the chicken coops, uh, and we're going to have to do that in the cutest coop as well, because we currently have a rain barrel with like a automatic watering system, but I have not found a way to keep that from freezing this winter, so maybe... A whole year of research i'll find something next year but so far we've got nothing and we've already had a few freezes so it's time for us to winterize that sometime in november and then uh we'll switch them to a heated dog bowl and that seems to work really well for chickens they don't complain about it so um and then uh one of the other things that we're doing to make the chore time easier in the winter is that coop renovation that I just told you about. We're splitting the inside of the coop to have like a peeps and hens type of interior, which is the interior that Cutest Coops does on their larger coops. It splits the space in half for the people and the chickens. So you have basically like a work space within your chicken coop, which is really handy. So we're going to uh, store all of the feed for the goats and the donkeys and the ducks and the cow inside the people side. They'll all be in galvanized trash cans. And then I'll also have a few basic first aid items and lead ropes and things like that hung on the wall so that I have easy access to things. This will help me not have to do so many trips from the pasture to the barn when the temps are the coldest or like the weather is the worst just as long as i set myself up for success by actually setting that space up properly (laughs) but we have a plan and like uh like a checklist and like a, a a task list and things that have to get done to set that up so i feel pretty confident it's gonna get done so i'm excited
0: about that nice
1: the other thing uh, that we need to do is put the deicers in all of the troughs. We've got three troughs now. Mm. Crap, that's a lot of troughs. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I need to buy one more deicer because we only had two last year. Uh, and the deicers that I use are pretty high powered. It's kind of funny. The troughs all like steam in the wintertime. So <laughs> nice. Like, they're like water spas. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't freeze. So I'm really excited about that. Um and the ducks will have to lose their pool though, because if you put one of those deicers in one of those plastic pools, it's just gonna melt the pool.
0: Well, which is use, no. We point use a, a stock tank deicer in our pools.
1: Do you? And you don't have any problems? Nope.
0: Um oh. maybe not as high powered as whatever you have, because ours don't steam. I was um, gonna say,
1: yeah. Mine like specifically say like don't use in plastic uh what is it like you know the you know how some troughs are plastic mine says don't put them in one of those
0: (laughs) yeah no yeah we have just like the it's like a little round medallion looking thing and we put them in our pools and have for the past couple years and haven't had any issues
1: okay they're like
0: 40 bucks from tractor supply i think
1: i'm trying to think of how big mine are mine are like the size of a small plate Okay, yours sound a little bigger. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> our definition
0: of small plate is different. <laughs> <laughs> no, like a salad plate. <laughs> yeah, ours are smaller than that. OK, so.
1: yeah, maybe I'll find some smaller ones then so the ducks can still have their pool, um, but they can totally get in the short troughs. So I figured they could just have a short metal trough with a deicer, and they'd still be fine because they'll have water. The, the ducks are weirdos. They've been preferring the water that collects at the bottom of the slide rather than their pool lately. So yeah. I don't know. Ducks are weird. Yes, they are. <laughs> and then uh, the last place that I really need to talk about for winter is the garden. Um, so it is time to plant garlic. So sometime in the next couple of weeks, I usually try to have garlic planted by Veterans Day. That's my goal. I'm in zone six and that has been pretty successful for us here. Um, and then... I, around that time, I also tuck all the strawberry patches in with straw just to give them a little more insulation and I'll top off all the garden beds uh, with like a thick layer of goat manure and dirty straw from the chicken coops or the donkey run in shed or anywhere where I can get poop and green stuff. Basically, I'll pile all that on top of the garden beds to refill them and it'll allow all of that stuff to naturally break down over the winter. So that it replenishes all the nutrients in the soil, which is pretty cool since I still don't have any compost. But I should have some compost next year because when I open my bins, I expect them to be done come March or so. And uh, I'm hoping that this year I'm going to get a pair of winter bibs. It's been on my list to treat myself.
0: Oh, yeah. Those would be nice.
1: (laughs) yeah I'm thinking that'll let me spend more time with them out there in the winter time if I've got like that thicker layer on my butt and my thighs because that seems to be the spot where I get the coldest
0: yeah oh (laughs) I can relate to that
1: yeah like I've got vests and I've got scarves and I've got hats and gloves but like you can only wear so many pairs of pants so they've got to be real good ones (laughs) if you're going to keep those areas warm enough yes (laughs) (laughs) And I guess the last thing that I'm kind of thinking about doing is I think I'm going to hang a sweeter heater over the milking stand because I'm wondering if that'll help keep Tonks just like more comfortable while I'm milking her. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm getting ready to breed her again in November and I might dry her off. When I breed her, I was going to milk all winter until I had to dry her off two months before she was due. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of a lot of work like all the milking with just one goat Mm -hmm. is i feel like it's just like a little too much with everything else that's going on with like the kids being home all day and everything else so i'm thinking like that's an easy thing. I can cut off of my stress list. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, I might not get to do that this year, but I feel like it's a brilliant idea if anybody needs it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Those are my winter plans this year. It's actually not as like overwhelming or onerous as it seems like it's going to be until you like really write it all down. And you're like, "Ah, it's manageable." <laughs> <laughs> If you're looking for a way to support the podcast, check out patreon.com slash and farm. We have multiple levels of support you can sign up for starting at just $2 a month. At that level, you'll get access to our outtakes and some other fun extras on the Patreon app.
0: We have other levels too that allow you to get a little something else out of the deal. We're talking gifts, stickers, discount codes, and even t-shirts. So go to patreon.com slash for more details. So what have you got going on over there for winter this year? So um, there's a few different things that we're going to try this year, Um, mostly because we really did a lot of work this spring and summer um, with expanding the pasture and moving the geese into the pasture and having a chicken coop in the pasture. And now we have a cow in the pasture. So... As I was typing this and I was like, oh, shit, like, yeah, we really changed things up this year.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like a totally different farm over there.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) And I'm already like, I was already scouting the back, like the back of our property this past weekend. Like, how far can I extend this fence back here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm pretty sure I got Matt to buy in on it, even though he tried to kill himself when we were splitting the pasture last weekend <laughs> two weekends ago he he had the t-post driver because i bought one and it's only 18 pounds and the ones we used for our first to go around was probably closer to like 40 and he got like going with it and he it like jumped off the t-post and smacked him on top of the head Ow! and it like split his head open yeah mm. we did not go to the urgent care we probably should have <laughs> uh but he did not black out he did not have concussion symptoms and uh we managed to get the bleeding to stop in under 10 minutes but it's oh a pretty it was like it was like almost two inches long like the gash on his head so that oh. right there says we probably should have waited and gotten stitches but like you know <laughs> we were just like oh hey, we gotta finish this <laughs> To <laughs> finish the fence Oh my and gosh. we did we finished the fence and the and most of the run and chad that day he's a badass yeah i i don't know what i did to deserve him honestly he's he's been great um, but he, he did agree to, that we need to extend the pasture next year, even though he tried to, you know, take himself out. <laughs> um, so it, maybe we'll, maybe I'll buy him a hard hat to wear. Oh, <laughs> good idea. That'll hat. totally work. I don't think he'll wear it, but <laughs> thought that counts. Yes. Um, I just need to be more careful or borrow the, the neighbor's T-post pounder. Cause that is a lot heavier and it's harder to do that with. yeah. But anyway, so we extended all of that. Um, we have our new cow friend, which we'll do a cow episode in the next couple of weeks since we both have cows now. It's so Yay. exciting. Um, but this means that we're going to need a lot of extension cords. So this part of the the update, I asked the question, how many ex- extension cords do I need? Because uh, it's going to be a lot. So I'm going to have to buy more once I figure out like the length that I need and how many I need um yeah and those extension cords your
1: deicers and everything all still work with them some people mm-hmm. on the internet will try to say don't ever run them with an extension cord but I've been doing it for three years now and I haven't had any problems so yeah you probably don't want to like
0: plug an extension cord into an extension cord um, yeah
1: yeah those are like electricity 101 rules I guess <laughs> yeah but you know
0: some t- I'm not gonna lie we've done it here before and it was fine but it always makes me a little nervous Um, so, we have a really, really big trough, um, for the cow. It's probably a little overkill for just the one cow, honestly. Um, but, you know, she seems to like it, so we'll keep it. Uh, so I need to buy a de-icer for that, um, too. But most likely what we'll do is take the water sources away from the goats for the outside pasture, because, honestly, they don't like to go outside. Yeah. And they don't like to go very far in the winter. Yeah. Or if it's raining, like if it sprinkles, they run for dear life. <laughs> so, I'll probably take those in um for the winter and uh get a heated dog dish to put out there closer to the cow trough so Willow has a place to go if she's out there while we're doing chores to get some some water. Um I'll probably purchase another indoor heated water bucket for the goats. Um just so they don't run out during the day because we already have one. Um, so we'll probably just make that slight little change just so I don't have to haul the hose up there every every time I go outside to put water in and then drain the hose so it doesn't freeze. Uh, um, draining
1: the hose is such a pain. Yes, and it's <laughs> a
0: very long hose, so it's yeah. <laughs> not easy. And as somebody that doesn't like to wear gloves... <laughs> Like, I have to wear gloves when I do it. Otherwise, my hands go numb.
1: Yeah, you won't have any. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, We also have the cutest coop out in the pasture. So I'll need to buy one of those heated water setups um, to keep it simple. I was eyeballing some when we were at Rule King the other day. um, And they're really not too bad in price. And they look pretty sturdy. So instead of dealing with, like, a fish tank heater like I do in the main coop in our water buckets, I'll probably just buy one of those to keep it simple um, because sometimes it's just easier to bite the bullet and spend the money instead of like making something. Um, yeah. So that's the route we're gonna go this year.
1: <laughs> you got to decide where you want to invest in. Sometimes more yeah. time or simplicity. Yes. And money.
0: Mm. <laughs> Who are we kidding? <laughs> yes. Um. And I might also do a sweeter heater over Hamlet's pen. We're also talking about moving where his pen is and kind of redoing it a little bit um, before winter because he's just inside the barn right now and it's not like a really big space and it's difficult for us to get in there and easily clean it. So we're talking about doing that, but that would involve like getting a dumpster and us cleaning out the barn. (laughs) Oh. And a dumpster is like $300 a week. So I'm like, do I want to do this? But I'm leaning towards yes because we could do just big cleanup on, on some things um before the winter so might pull the trigger on that one too (laughs) he'll feel really good to get all that clutter out of there yes um so either way if we do that or not i I want a sweeter heater over his pen because he he gets a little chilly he can bury himself in straw but that'd be a nice backup option for him if um he gets really cold Mm mm-hmm um also this year uh we're gonna keep the bunnies outside um but don't worry they all have warm cozy houses attached to their runs and most of their runs aren't on the ground they're like up in the air um so the past two years we kept them in the barn and it's like a fecal a fecal matter nightmare when we do that because they're just like shitting on the ground um and it's not easy to clean up because their enclosures are really heavy so it takes two people to move and then you're trying to scrape poop that's kind of frozen um so we're going to keep them outside this year and just wrap like all the sides and the roofs in plastic to uh, keep the wind out so they'll be able to run into their little houses we'll obviously have to keep the houses cleaner or just clean them out more often um because they'll be in there pooping and peeing. Um, if you haven't picked up on it, rabbits poop and pee a lot. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> um so we're going to try that this year and obviously if it gets super cold, we'll take them indoors for a little bit.
1: Yeah, that'll totally work. Like if there's another polar vortex or something, like yeah. that's an option. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep, we'll just open the sliders and waddle our way through with them. (laughs) Um, And then obviously just wrapping the duck runs and the chicken runs in plastic um, so they can be out in their runs and and not get too chilly. Um, And I need to test all of the fish tank heaters and heated water rabbit setups to make sure they still work. Um, I might also consider just getting some of the nicer... Uh, heated water things like I'm gonna get for the cutest coop too. it'll just kind of depend on how budget goes and maybe it's something I'll do midwinter too because I mean Christmas is coming. so yeah. so that makes things a little more complicated budget wise sometimes when you're trying to find that balance of buy versus kind of use what you have and wait it out until you absolutely can't take it anymore. Well, and
1: sometimes it takes a while for everything to like really free solid. Like yeah. we won't move any we won't like do any actual winterization of water until probably late November, maybe even December, because it'll be that long before we have so many cold days in a row that
0: you can't easily unthought. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then we're gonna focus on some investment for the humans. Um, I am determined to purchase a snowblower or a snow removal machine. I don't know what people call them. Um, but basically the past couple of years, we've been shoveling paths to all the important places on the farm. Um, so that works, but when it's getting darker sooner, um, and then it's going to be dark a lot in the winter, it's kind of a pain in the ass (laughs) and and I don't want to do it. Um, and I'm the one that's at home all the time now. So I feel kind of obligated to be that person if I have the time to get up from my desk and do it. So, um, I'm thinking we need to upgrade and do this, um, so we can make paths to all of the water sources when we get a good snow. Um, and this not only just is convenient, it keeps us safer too, because we're not stumbling in like knee deep snow trying to get, to the water sources or walk the hay out to the cow. Um, And then it's also a great way to provide some walking paths for the poultry. So they actually leave their coop and stretch their legs because if they have a path, they'll, they'll go out. So when we shovel paths, they'll walk up and down the path. They like that. Um, So I'll do that this summer or this summer, (laughs) this winter. Um, And it'll save us some time too which is always a bonus. Um, Yeah, for sure. I'm also going to get a farm jacket for myself. (laughs) You don't have a car heart? No, I don't. What? (laughs) I've been either layering with, like, sweatshirts and vests or throwing on my nicer coat um, because it's a long one, so it covers my butt and keeps it warm. Oh, Um, yeah, that's nice. That's true. (laughs) But, I like, that's not sustainable, and I can't do it, and I just need to bite the bullet and pay the money for something nicer because I know it's going to last a long time and because I don't think I'll be going back into an office anytime soon probably like not until at least next summer I'm the one that's going to be home all day and with the you know daylight situation I'm going to want to go out and do the chores before Matt gets home if I can so I need to be properly dressed to do that
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. You won't regret a good, like, sturdy farm coat for sure. Like, it's by far the thing that I use the most around here. Even when it's not that cold, I throw it on over clothes that I just don't want to get dirty
0: when I'm running Mm -hmm. out to go do chores. Mm -hmm. So. Um, The other thing I'm going to be doing for myself is buying new boots. Um, Ooh, I love boots. My sloggers are great, but um, I've had them for like three years now, and they have holes in them now. Um, I went to purchase sloggers from Amazon the other day, and I accidentally put the wrong size so i got a size seven and i'm like a 10 in sloggers so (laughs) luckily i think they might fit my stepdaughter so i might just hold on to them for christmas for her but they have cows on them and i was like i'm so excited and then i got them and i'm like
1: (laughs) (laughs) dang it well if they're too small for her they fit me
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'll just yeah there we go i spoiled your christmas present i'll just send them down to you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um but also sloggers aren't insulated and that's all I've been wearing oh. during the winter <laughs> um Ooh, yeah poor
1: toes. <laughs> yeah
0: so am I really even an adult right now I don't have a farm jacket and I don't have insulated boots
1: <laughs> I ask myself that question all the time
0: <laughs> so I might not get sloggers maybe that was the way like Amazon was telling me, you don't need sloggers right now. You need to buy yourself some like nice insulated boots, yeah. so I'm probably gonna take that as a sign and and get regular boots here in a little bit. um yeah, because the holes in my sloggers now, like if I'm dumping out of duck pools and get my feet wet, like I feel it, and it's disgusting. Oh, so I need to. Yeah. I need to do something. <laughs> I have three
1: pairs of snow boots, even though it only snows, like, (laughs) twice a year. I'm a total, like, boot hog. I love (laughs) boots. Boots are, like, my love language. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) And uh, I think I wear extra tufts sometimes during the winter, but they're not insulated either. But they're thick enough that two pairs of wool socks will get me through on the extra tufts. Um, And if it's dry, my regular work boots work okay, but... Hmm. yeah it can be rough yeah it can you know finding all the things that like fit you and then like do the job that you actually need it to is actually kind of tricky like you kind of you got to like buy a couple things give them a try and see what your favorite is yeah it's all about balance
0: yep yes it is So, yeah, I think that was all of the newer things that we're going to be doing here. So we'll see how it all goes.
1: Yeah, I feel like every year is just a little different. Mm -hmm. I feel like some things we get to make a little simpler. Some things we figure out need to be done a little differently. And every freaking winter is different. So... Yeah. Like, in the area that we live in, it's you could, like, really easily overdo it or really easily, like, super underdo it, depending yeah. on what kind of year you're going to have. <laughs>
0: totally. All right. So now it's time for We Can't Even Corner. So, Bev, what can't you even about this week? So for my daughter's
1: birthday, she wanted to watch a movie oh. in the evening, and there's this movie that she's been really wanting to see. And so we watched it, and it was seriously, like, Probably one of the best movies I've watched all year. It was so good. And it's called
0: My Octopus Teacher. No. Have you heard of it? No. I think I saw you post something about it either on Facebook or Instagram, but I haven't heard anything else.
1: Yes, I did. I posted a little story about it because it was just that good of a movie. So I'll link to an article in the show notes from NPR. It's got like an interview with the filmmaker and some information about the film on it. Um, but the film's really good because it talks about how uh, the filmmaker, he his name is Craig Foster. And he was getting really burnt out from years of like traveling to remote places to work on nature films. And so to kind of reset himself, he returned to an area off the tip of Cape Town um, in South Africa. And they have these underwater kelp forests there. So he apparently kind of grew up in that area. So he really remembers those kelp forests and felt like a connection to them. And he decided one day he was going to dive there every day for an entire year. And he dives without a wetsuit and without a tank. So he, Yeah. So he just like, he does like, I don't know what to call it. I guess it's kind of like free diving. Um, You wear the weighted belts and you're still like kind of scuba diving. So you're going all the way down to the bottom of the floor, but obviously not too deep because you've got to be able to come up and get air whenever you need to. And while he was there, he found an octopus. And because he went out there every day, he became friends with the octopus oh essentially God. and so the whole movie is just like every day that he goes out there and sees her and the things that they do together and like the crazy things that like happen to this octopus and like I don't know, it's just it was so good we were riveted to it like the whole family we were just <laughs> like staring at it it was that good you know it's like a documentary type of film so when she you know she's nine she just turned nine and wanted to watch this I was like she's gonna be bored like there's no way she's gonna sit through this but she did and I just loved it I thought it was so good so I wanted to tell everybody about it so they could go watch it (laughs) nice and I think it's on Netflix I'm pretty sure that's where we watched it
0: cool so what is your can't even this week So my can't even is a couple of weeks old now, but it's local-ish. Well, it's local to Michigan, um, and it made me really mad. So it made me can't even um, (laughs) in a bad way. So the title of the article is Farmers Find Scrap Metal Attached to Cornstalks in Bay Aranac Counties um and metal shavings found in cattle feed search on oh. her sus- suspects so basically i won't read the entire article but what happened was um they the farmers were um you know they were doing their corn harvesting thing and they heard something in the silage chopper and it basically sounded like a grinding noise Um, And they found metal, that metal was attached to corn stalks with blue zip ties. So when it was getting, you know, grounded up in the silage chopper, it was turning it into metal shavings. And this, the corn was for the cows. Yeah. So um, the farmer, farm owner believes that they caught most of the metal before it got into the cattle's feed. But some of the shavings most likely got into the feed for his 3,000 to 4,000 cows. Uh, and it could cause internal da- internal internal damage to the cattle itself, um, were to the point where he could lose his livestock. So more than a thousand acres of silage was lost, and the estimated cost to the farmer was five hundred thousand dollars.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Yeah. So I thought that was a total bummer, but I wanted to share it to raise awareness. If you're local to the area, and know anything, you can call the Bay County Sheriff's Department. Because that's pretty screwed up.
1: Yeah, I can't yeah. believe someone would do something like that on purpose. But since they were zip tied, like yeah, oh, it was it on purpose. It does feel kind of intentional. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's, yeah. there's crazies out there.
1: There is. There are or bad that people in the world. Or that farmer has like a, a like he has a nemesis of some yes. kind. Yep. And it's something to do with that Mm -hmm. either way though it's terrible i think it's a little scarier if it's a stranger just doing it but either way it's terrible because yeah Yeah. you can't feed livestock metal Mm -mm. (laughs) like obviously (laughs) yeah Uh, well yeah hopefully someone saw something and can Mm -hmm. say something so that that can get taken care of and if you're having beef with
0: someone that's not a good way to to handle it (laughs) (laughs) No, but nothing really surprises me in the world anymore right now, either. So while it outraged me and shocked me, at the same time, I think there are a lot of angry, misguided people out there. Um, But I know, in my heart, that there are many, many more good people out there. Yeah, it's just the squeaky wheels get the attention.
1: <laughs> they do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good thing most of our squeaking is laughter and fun. <laughs> yeah, or snorting,
0: <laughs> or snorting. <laughs> so send us your can't evens in the Facebook group or via Facebook Messenger, email, or Instagram. Um, We do have a mini sode coming up soon, and we do like to share those on the mini sodes. So make sure you do that.
1: Um, be sure and leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts because we read one review a week here on the podcast. And we put all the reviews that we read into a virtual hat of sorts and draw one name out, and that person wins a really cool coffee mug that is not and will never be in the shop. So do you want to read our review this
0: week? I can do that. So this week's title of the review is Podcast Love, and it is from Queen B. S. C., and uh, she says i love this podcast sam and bev make farming seem attainable and give solid advice on all kinds of topics it's so great that they have such an eclectic array of animals and knowledge makes me feel like my hot mess farm isn't so crazy after all cheers ladies keep up the good work i love it yes Thanks so much for that review. That's why we keep saying, oh, we got to do it for the podcast. Sam needs a cow too for the podcast because (laughs) the eclectic (laughs) amount of animals we have benefits you guys as our listeners. (laughs) We'll keep using that as
1: the reason. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Oh. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and download the episode when you listen. Uh, This is a great way to help the podcast for free and it helps more people like you find us.
1: And do us a favor and share this episode over on Instagram in your stories and tag us at Drink and Farm because we'll send you a promo code just for that episode that'll give you a percentage
0: off in our shop. Make sure you take a peek at our show notes to find links to the can't evens we discussed, a survey to tell us how we're doing, and all of the social media goodness, and our merch shop.
1: Yeah, and we'll put a few
0: links to some helpful
1: uh, winterization things yeah. in the show notes, too, this time.
0: All right. Well, that's it. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, we hope you learned something and had a few laughs. And mm-hmm. until next time... Drink. Farm and, and give, give zero, zero clucks.
1: Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things. We farm
0: things. We drink and farm things.